This is Annette Abena and welcome to Diaspora Talks. Diaspora Talks is a podcast connecting Africa's fastest growing businesses with the diaspora. Who are Africa's most exciting businesses? Who are the entrepreneurs behind the brands? Where are the opportunities for us to invest? I started this podcast to bridge the gap between the diaspora and Africa by telling the stories of African founders globally. You can hear these stories on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Stay tuned. The Ugandan youth unemployment rate sits at 13.3%. According to the Uganda Bureau of Statistics, over 75% of young people are engaged in vulnerable work or are underemployed, meaning low earnings, low productivity, and working within difficult conditions. Pro Interns is an online internship platform connecting Ugandan students and graduates to employers through internship, volunteering and placement opportunities. Today, I'm speaking with the founder of Pro Interns, Vanessa Atim. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome to Diaspora Talks. Hello, Annette. Thank you for having me. Of course. Where are you speaking to me from? I'm speaking to you from Uganda. I'm currently in Kampala, which is the city, the main city here in Uganda. The capital that's amazing how's um how's lockdown looking what's lockdown looking like for you um so lockdown there have been very strict um, measures put in place um by our president Museveni um so Mm. we have been on lockdown for two months now and in the very beginning uh, stages um airports um, were closed um schools Mm. and universities were shut um, and there have been a number of strict measures in place. We have curfew at 7 p.m. Private and public transportation has been completely banned, um, and you can right. only, um, I guess, move out of your home if you have um, a special letter from one of the um, local um, district leaders. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's really difficult, I guess, for... Um, the majority of Ugandans who survive on a daily on on daily income, of course, but right. that has provided uh, food relief um, to those hardest hit by um, you know not being able to um, actively yes. work during this period, and those who live in vulnerable um, areas in Kampala and of course in other rural areas as well. Yeah. So wow, far, that sounds which is really good. So say that again. So far, you have. So far, we've had zero deaths from the coronavirus and we have um, 165 um, coronavirus um, cases currently in Uganda. So it's quite low. That's amazing. Obviously, the cases are unfortunate, but it's amazing that there has been no fatalities. It honestly sounds as though Uganda's doing a better job than uh, the government here in the UK, but that is a whole other story. (laughs) I guess we'll get into, you know, how exactly it's impacting you as a business owner shortly. Yeah. But yeah, so just just to introduce you a little bit and tell our audience a bit more about you. So you are actually born and bred in London, East London, um, and you moved back to Uganda a couple of years ago to launch your business. So you are a a fully fledged Ugandan now. Um, (laughs) So actually. Before we get into that, I wanted to ask you a question, um, yep. and it's about you know giving us insight into your experience, into your um, what's important to you as a business owner as, as and as a Ugandan as well. Um, so the question is, if you had a magic wand, 
What is one yeah. thing you would change about your home country, Uganda, and why? I think um, that's a very good question. And um, I think for me, the one thing that I would change is, um, or would want implemented is minimum wage. So introduction of national minimum right. wage. Um, that's something that we don't actually have at the moment here in Uganda, and it, it will be in talk soon, hopefully in parliament, in terms of introducing the minimum wage bill. Um, but I feel like mm-hmm. when you know any society or country has a minimum wage in place, greater equality will be achieved, and you'll find that the distribution mm-hmm. of income between, of course, those who are highly paid and and and, and lower and paid lower will be um, narrowed, and 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 that, will, of course, will reduce. Um, and of course, yeah. implementing minimum wage also means poverty reduction, and those who are lower skilled workers, such as you know, um, cleaners, um, gardeners, those who work in fast food restaurants, and so on and so forth, will gain more income, yeah. and that will increase their standard of living. Um, and you'll find that, of course, when you do not have minimum wage in place, the 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 decision, of course, sits on the employer, and they can pay, you know, right. the, the employer or the worker near enough nothing um to get the, the job done and of course in certain situations what, what what they do get paid is very little and unfair so i think for me yeah. minimum wage yeah. introduction is something that i'm very passionate about um, and of, of course ties into my work with pro interns as well yeah. um and i'm really passionate yeah. about how can we increase you know and, and better livelihoods and i think that's something that can definitely um assist and help yeah, no, definitely. And I was going to say, that's a really good answer. And one that really gives us insight into, you know, your specialisms and your passion, um, especially relating to your business pro interns, um, which of course we'll go into a lot more. So thank you for that. Um, and I think it's very good as well, because a lot of us um, in the diaspora are used to a minimum wage. You know, it's it's part of the basic um, employment structures that we have in in the cities and the countries that we live in so it's very easy to take it for granted definitely cool yeah that's amazing um so yeah so just to go back to the point that I made earlier and that you're actually born and bred in East London but you're speaking to me from Kampala in Uganda right now um and you've now spent much of your professional career in Uganda building your business um I know that you launched a business in 2016 and you graduated in 2015 now, for many people that actually decide to take the leap and go back home and start businesses, they usually, you know, wait a few more years, get to a certain point in their career and then decide to make the move. But you've made that move quite early. So what made you decide it, decide to take the leap to move to Uganda and start your business so early on in your career? Thank you. Um, I think for me, um, I got to a stage earlier on in my career where I felt like it wasn't I wasn't necessarily making any impact um I'm someone who by I guess um by nature I like to give um and I guess something that I learned during my career was that if I'm doing something in the long haul it has to be meaningful it has to be fulfilling I want to be able to serve others give back to my society and community and um, I started working very early early on. So at 21, I started working as a marketing assistant and I had um, a marketing career in London. So from marketing assistant, marketing coordinator, and so on and so forth. And I guess, although I learned a lot, I learned so much in terms of it really broadened my skill set. 
in terms of my marketing um, profession, I, I I wanted more out of my career. I wanted to to to, to be able to impact yeah. others, and um, I guess that's what really I guess it, it all stems from a conversation that I had with a cousin of mine. So when I visited Uganda in 2015, I came on I went on a, on a solo trip. So that was the first time. Um, me mm-hmm. coming back home, you know, on my own. And that was when I was um, 23 years old. Um, wow. And yeah. on that trip, it was it was an eye-opener because I really loved, it was only two weeks, but I just really loved being at home. My spirit felt at home. I felt like a strong sense of belonging. Um, I had seen, I, 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 I had seen a lot of opportunity. You know, I had my education, of course, in the UK, work experience in the UK. And I came with the mindset of, okay, how can I plug back in at home? Because this feels right. Um, and I guess um, following, you know, me um, being in Uganda for that short period of time, I had a conversation with a cousin of mine. And I always say that that's the conversation that changed everything for me. Because he right. was unemployed um, post-university for two and a half years. And he would go to town on a daily basis with his CV, knocking on doors, looking for employment opportunity wow. he was looking for an opportunity um he kept getting told you don't have the skills you don't have the experience and of course it's that catch-22 situation um right. whereby how can you gain work experience if you don't give me an opportunity how can i build my skills right and of course this is a situation that so many graduates face on the global scale but of course being in uganda you know in a in a in a in a, in a, in a developing um country it's much of course harder because like I said you don't have some of these um, schemes and, and, and policies in place like we do say for example in the UK we have a, the job center when you're out of work where the government gives you yeah. a, a weekly or monthly allowance and so on and so forth it's really hard so I said to him at the time aren't there any existing um, platforms or initiatives in place and this was of course in 2015 that focus on connecting um, graduates like yourselves to um, opportunities whereby you can um, work, get, gain work experience, and build your skills. And he said, "No, there isn't. There, there, there isn't something in place that that can help with with that." Mm-hmm. So I guess that was my call to action. That was my aha moment. Um, that was. Yeah. Um, that there, there's a quote that says, "You know, if not me, then who? If not now, then when?" Right. And that right. period of my life, of course, I had. What I what 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 you'd like to say? No major responsibility, so um, no children, you know, no mortgage, um, no marriage, <laughs> for no serious relationship. So I guess it was like my call to action to to kind of create change. Um, and I wanted yeah. more of a meaningful um, and fulfilling career. And for me, that was you know, how can I give back, and and how can I improve my society or my community? Um, and um, yeah. I guess I guess from that conversation that's when um that's that's when i was like okay do you know what i'm going to start this what's the worst that can happen so kind of shoving the fear of failure to the back of my mind and being like okay let's just go let's just go for it um yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah no that that's incredible um you've said a few things there i think the first one being about you know having your call to action and recognizing I guess the privilege that you have um, and leverage leveraging the skills, leveraging the experiences you had and placing it in a place where not many people have that. And I think for us in the diaspora, 
we have that power to do that so that's that sounds incredible and like you said if not you then who um and before we get into so you've mentioned about you know that aha moment that light bulb moment um but before we get into that I wanted to actually scale back because you've you made a huge decision you literally packed up and went not only did you move to a country you've never never lived in before um you also started a business so I wanted to ask what has been the hardest part about that transition for you obviously you're still going so you're doing something right but I'm sure there's there's been quite a few challenges so actually I wanted to mention um to our audience that Vanessa and I were actually supposed to speak yesterday or the day before um but there was a power cut so she couldn't speak to me so I'm sure there are a few other challenges that you've 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 come to understand (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let me know what's been the hardest transition part about the transition for you um so I guess okay that that has to definitely be one and every time that happens I just have to laugh because um (laughs) because I've lived here for so long now I'm past the frustration stage when 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 things like this happen when the power cuts off you're in the middle of charging your laptop because it's on 10% and you've just returned from office or you're watching your favorite Netflix series and the power just goes (laughs) and I'm like okay do you know what it's it's okay we will survive let's just put on let, let's just light some candles for example um yeah. but um i guess in addition to that i guess for me it was um when i first moved here um one of the things that really um irked me um is the traffic transportation so lack of you know um i mean there is public transport um, but yeah. I guess for me, it was definitely the traffic. So, you know, when you're yeah. planning your journey, you need to make sure you add an extra 30 to 40, depending on obviously your destination, you have to add extra time yeah. because there's going to be traffic jam. And in that traffic jam, oh my goodness, it's, it can be, you know, of course the climate is very hot. You're sitting in a tra- yeah. in traffic jam, you have to be at, at an event for nine o'clock. Um, so that was something that was, you know, the transition, I guess, I mean, not even transition, it was a culture shock for me um, because right. I wasn't used to, of course, you have rush hour in, in, in London, you have rush hour, yeah. but, you know, just every day, it doesn't matter what location you're going to, you're going to face being in traffic jams. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and that can sometimes have a knock-on effect. Of course, you might turn up late to your meeting because, because of it and so on and so forth. So that's something that really, um, that's something that I had to obviously adjust to and, make sure that when I'm going to things and events and so on and so forth, I have to make sure that I um, factor in that that there will be traffic. Um, And I guess something else was uh, the fact that um, the culture in Uganda, people love face-to-face meetings. You can't see the deal, you can't close the deal over email like you can do in the UK, for example. Mm -hmm. If you send out, you know, a mass e-campaign and it says, you know, buy now or hire now, you have you, you can kind of measure your click-through rate and, you know, those who employers who actually create an account on the platform. But here, people actually want to build, yeah. you have to build a relationship um, with your clients first before yeah. they, they buy into what you're doing. So they buy you essentially first before they buy into your business. And in the yeah. beginning, um, of course, that was, a, that was another cultural shock for me because being, obviously, having a background in marketing, and you know, um, working in London, you you were able to you know close deals and so on and so forth over email, regardless right. of the that you're in. Um, you know, yeah. you can 
leverage the internet and do A, B, and C, but here you need to meet. And that meeting might mean three meetings. <laughs> and you're doing, you're having three meetings, maybe four, it, it, you know, you're having three meetings, maybe three different locations. Um, and you're chasing after, you're, you're essentially wanting to close this deal. So that was something that was a culture shock for me. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, transportation. Um, um, and um, relationships. Based meetings. Um, yeah. I, I guess those were yeah. two of the, those were two of the pain points for me. Of course, like we mentioned, mm -hmm. electricity, the power just cutting off. Um, and when it rains, rain, oh my gosh, when it rains, that disrupts everything. <laughs> when it rains, wow. and oh my goodness, you can expect <laughs> to come to work late and that be a valid excuse. It's raining because, right. because of, um, oh my gosh, because the rain will, we don't have any, and um, there aren't like proper drainage systems in some areas in Kampala right. to find the rain actually floods the roads. So yes. for those who, of course, are walk, walking to work, they can't walk to work because the rains are heavy. For the Boda Bodas, which mm -hmm. are motorcycle taxis, they literally park up at a petrol station waiting for the rain to pass because, of course, you yeah. you, you hardly, you can't drive, I mean, ride your, your, your motorcycle taxi in the rain. So rain will disrupt everything. Even if you're doing an event, you know, the numbers will dwindle dramatically. So even you know the weather of course has has a big impact um some people don't even go to work because it's raining like oh it rained today i didn't go into work like that's a that's a natural <laughs> um so yeah yeah and you can imagine like okay i got here on time i'm at the event or i'm in office on time regardless of whether it's raining or not but you know it it, it, it has a knock-on effect on everything else on public transport and, yeah. so on and so forth so i guess some, those yeah. are some of the the um but yeah, some of the transitions for me, or, or some of some yeah. pieces of you know just the the culture, the culture, the culture shock and how things work, you know, a bit differently here. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes of course your seniors, if you're meeting like the CEO of a found, CEO or founder of a business, you can sometimes expect them to come in late. You know, you've been you're in in the beginning when I was meeting with some universities, I'd be there on time like 9 a.m. and the person, the dean or whatever, would come in at like. 10 30 and you're it's just like yeah there's no apology there's no apology it is, yeah. so i yeah. have to get used to it i have to get a book out you know read read a few articles on my phone <laughs> the huffing and puffing and just this is how it is sometimes and you just have to do all this yeah. so yeah 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 wow vanessa like thank you firstly for sharing um i think for anyone you know thinking about possibly moving or doing business etc this is really good insight i think even um though you obviously are ugandan based and you're talking about your experience in uganda there's a lot of relatable points um that are across the board in africa um so even i, I can imagine as a londoner how frustrated you would be when it comes to the transport because you know we can get annoyed if a train is it's two minutes or three minutes late exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> so i definitely hear you in that and um yeah i think a common thread with with the points that you made is simply you know there are certain privileges that we're used to that, you know, you just have to accept and adjust um, your thinking and adjust the way you do things um, in general when you are put in a different environment. So, yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. Thank um, you. And I don't know if I mentioned when... African time. Sorry, African time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's why I spoke. That, that's the kind of point that I was kind of trying to point out yeah. earlier when I mentioned waiting for a senior and then they take and it's African timing so yeah yeah 
definitely definitely cult- cultural um differences um and even you know the point that you made about marketing was was really interesting because you know you have that marketing background I'm sure you spent a lot of time looking at your analytics and like you mentioned your click-through rate and those things were very indicative of you know how a relationship was going to unfold or possibly the kind of customers or consumers that you would get but I'm sure in Uganda in that environment that doesn't really tell you anything until you're face to face with people so that's that that's really interesting something that I've learned um so yeah thank you for that let's get into pro interns a bit more now so you touched on it earlier and you talked about your light bulb moment you know speaking to your cousin and and being so surprised that he was unemployed even though he was educated and he'd spent so much time trying to get experience for two years and there was no structures in place to support him, which is why essentially you came up with the idea for pro pro interns. Now I mentioned earlier about Uganda's youth unemployment rate rate sitting at 13.3% and that it remains a huge problem across Africa. Um, So I wanted to get more into that how are you actually supporting um young people at pro interns and what sort of impact have you made so far awesome well thank you so much um for that oversight um we're so essentially what we do at pro interns pro interns is uganda's first online internship platform and what we do we um connect um ugandan students and graduates to employers through internship volunteer and training opportunities so what that Mm -hmm. means is that the um, you know uh, graduate that's finished university can create an account on our platform and apply for opportunities. So essentially, what we're doing is um, bringing you know availing opportunities and making the job opportunities which are invisible visible. Um, another thing that we're doing through pro interns is of course fighting nepotism, um, and mm. that's something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, that's something that I'm very passionate about because. You know, um, I'm sure you are aware of, you know, especially in, in African cultures, um, you have to be connected. So you get the internship yeah. or you get the job because your uncle is so-and-so yeah. or your aunt yeah. is so-and-so. And it's unfair, you know. So essentially what we're trying to do at Pro Interns is um, kind of be that go-to platform whereby any student or graduate who is looking for an employment opportunity can come to us and get connected. Um, and you'll find that some from recent reports, um, you know, and a lot of my research around labor market interventions and so on and so forth, you'll find that people at the lower base of the labor market lack access to networks, information and opportunities. And with the Pro Interns platform, we are connecting young people to opportunities that will essentially provide them with decent and meaningful work. Um, We have, of course, our blog, which provides them with labor market information. So we'll have... um, different um, interviews with, you know, HR um, professionals in Uganda that can provide our young people with information, you know, which can range from what to expect from an internship, how to complete your application, um, what skills um, you should be looking at, you know, um, developing in an internship. Um, We also have um, a series that we're doing right now, um, currently because of um, we're all on lockdown, and the series focuses on, you know, um, COVID-19 and um, the yeah. future of work and what that's going to look like um, and how, and how you know, COVID um, essentially has impacted um, the workplace as we know it. Um, so yeah. it's just, you know, so sharing that important information that's getting to, you know, um, 
everyone really. So everyone who has um, access, of course, to a smartphone or anyone who has access to a laptop, um, you'll find that um, a lot of graduates who have, um, you know, it, some of the strong testimonials have been from, you know, some graduates who have overheard their peers talking about, you know, pro interns at, at their university library wow. and signing up and then being connected to an opportunity because it is hard to look for these opportunities, especially when you're not connected. So a network exactly. is also very important to us. You know, we carry out, um, of course, um, events as well. So it will give um, these young people the opportunity to strengthen their networks and also to an, another opportunity to share knowledge and to learn um, because you'll find that a lot of graduates surprisingly are entitled after university. You know, I've got my first class degree, now I'm ready for the world of yeah. work. Now I'm going to get right. a job that's going to pay me X amount of shillings per month. And when they're hit with the harsh realities of, oh, wow, that's not how it works. I may have to start at a junior level. I may have to start interning. That's when they, you know, come to us and then they're connected to opportunities. We do have a number of um, um, testimonials from those who have managed to get opportunities through us. Um, one of my favorites is um, Jerry Rowlings, who um, joined the Pro Interns platform in 2016. And in 2017, he was provided, so Michelin, uh, Michelin um, Harris were actually looking for um, interns, Ugandan interns to work remotely. Um, so to, of course, work to yeah. work in Uganda remotely on, um, on, on a project which is around, um, it's called um, um, the Observatory of African uh, Mobility. So they're looking at how they can bring Michelin tires into African markets. So wow. this this particular young man was uh, had studied transport and logistics, and this was a dream opportunity for him. So um, we had over 60 applications for that position, and then we shortlisted to 10. And then from those 10, they carried out the um, it was at that time Skype interviews online, and then the, then the candidates had to prepare um, presentations and deliver them online to um, one of the project managers from Michelin, and then. Um, two were shortlisted um, and were provided with the opportunity. And since then, um, this particular chap, uh, Jerry, he has been promoted to a manager. He earns wow. a very good, um, so, so he went from intern to manager. He earns a very good salary on a monthly basis, um, of course. And he has been, had been um, afforded the opportunity to travel. So he travels not only across the East Africa region, but also he's traveled to Canada for a few uh, conferences. He's carried out his own events and so on and so forth. So that's just, um, if you go onto the website, you can have a look at all of the other. But that's just another, you know, kind of strong example of the impact that we're, that we're making. So it's, it's very, um, it's, yeah, it's, I'm very happy to know that, you know, he came on board as an, in, joined the platform, you know, started with this amazing company as an intern and now he's a manager and that has really changed his, number one career trajectory it's changed of course of course his life his livelihood so he's not earning a good you know a very good salary he's able to pay for his own uh, um, apartment he's he he has also invested in um, online courses so on the side he started his own marketing firm from home it's just really awesome the things that this opportunity has allowed him to do so I guess that that's where that's where the fulfillment comes um, from for me. Yeah, because earlier you were talking about impact, isn't it? And this is huge impact, huge knock-on effect on the whole of society. 
exactly exactly so not being not only of course impacting the individual the young the young ugandan the young average yeah. ugandan but also being of um benefit of course to the client to the employer who's actually looking at right. you know investing in um entry-level talent and of course improving their their business so we, we mainly work with impactful startups um smes and some large organizations as well and um um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's um, I really enjoy the work that I do. Yeah, no, I'm sure you do. It sounds amazing. Like to be able to say that the organization that was essentially your brainchild has been able to change someone's life so dramatically, it must feel incredible. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, I see what you're doing. The sort of twofold, um, and supporting, you know, um, supporting both the students um, and the young people in Uganda by getting them employer ready because just obviously obviously as you and I know just because you have a first class degree does not mean you're going to be a good employer employee um and also on the other side helping these um organizations to get better talent and to connect them with better talent so yeah sounds amazing what you're doing so congratulations thank you so much thank you all the glory belongs to God number one indeed indeed amen um and yeah so I wanted to go into your role a bit more so of course you are the founder and you are the acting CEO so I can imagine there's no day-to-day for you but wanted to get some insight into exactly what your role entails and also possibly what what, what's the hardest part about your role running this business um okay so like you said um it differs so in the beginning and this is something to to note when you're starting up or you're starting any you know kind of business you will wear all hats you will be admin marketing strategy um clean everything you will do everything in the beginning stages you know if it's if it's you as a sole founder or if you have a co-founder you will be doing you know most of the groundwork yeah. and you cannot do you have a co-founder by the way no, I'm the I'm the sole founder, but I have right. uh, I have employees. So yeah, I'm the sole founder, but I have employees. Um, okay. So um, I think you know in the beginning stages, it's just been very important to 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 know from the on from the outset that you will be doing a lot of groundwork yourself or with your co-founder in the beginning stages to kind of lift your business off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, what my role entails, um, I guess currently at the moment, is focusing on you know, um, partnerships. So, you know, taking care of partnerships, whether that be on a, on, a, on a government level, whether that be on a university level, you know, partnering with universities in Uganda to ensure that, number one, um, students are aware of pro-interns and, you know, kind of driving traffic to the platform and partnerships with, you know, private sector organizations um, so that, you know, we can get some of our um, interns. So, say for example, if we have like a quota or a number of interns that we're going to place um, on a monthly or yearly basis. So, essentially, you know, yeah, partnerships, partnerships, partnerships are very, very important. Collaboration yeah. is key um, in business. Um, so that's number one. Number two, of course, recruitment. So, uh, right. in addition to you know um, the platform and you know employers having access to this talent pool. We also provide a bespoke recruitment service. So you may have some bigger organizations who do not have time on their hands to kind of filter through CVs mm. and carry out interviews. So we, we will kind of take care of the full recruitment process for them and then provide them with the strongest, you know, three to five candidates. So partnerships, recruitment, strategy, of course. Um, strategy, business strategy is very important because 
we want to scale across East Africa. So strategies, we're at that point of scale. So that's something that I'm having um, conversations with um, with our team and um, in in the accelerator program I'm currently in. So we recently won um, wow. a space on the MasterCard Foundation um, program, which focuses on the future of work. So it's under initiative under an initiative called Young Africa Works, and um, they have you know. Um, the aim is to place, I think it's over five five 500,000 um, youth um, and place them with job opportunities in the next three years. So that's a big, of course, task. So we've been placed on that accelerator program and we'll receive pre-seed funding to help them reach their goals. Um, yeah. So we're talking, you know, we're working with them on, you know, our strategy to scale. Um, and one thing that I've learned about my, about this role is, um, I guess something that I've learned along the way is being able to delegate. So in the beginning, because I'm such a doer right. and an overachiever, oh my gosh, I'll yeah. do everything alone. And I yeah. wouldn't actually pass certain tasks onto others. But now it's like, okay, no, I can delegate that. That person can handle communications, which will be, you know, social media, newsletters, you know, yeah. we can um, um, ensure that our ambassadors, our university ambassadors are at different universities kind of raising awareness about pro interns. So I don't have to be everywhere at once. I don't have to do everything yeah. at once. I don't have to be in the beginning I was, I was at the universities on the, you know, stands promoting pro interns and then in, in the meetings with the CEO the next day. So just being able to learn how to delegate right. is very something that I've learned about, you know, yeah. my role so that I can focus on the top level um things that yeah. need that need to that are very important. Yeah, but I think that that's a huge challenge for any CEO. So how have you actually gone about employing the right people and and you know being able to put your trust in people over time what has been like sort of like your techniques or the things that you have been able to master to do that girl let me not lie to you it's been trial and error um yes, yeah. yeah no one ever gets it right in the beginning stages and if you do then you are favored because um <laughs> in the beginning stages it's definitely trial and error so in the beginning i hired too many people so I, in, you know, right. in the beginning stages, you know, startup, we had like five people on board, and then it, you know, there were there were points where you know there wasn't much for them to do because, of course, we we had overhired, um, mm. and I just kind of had to take a step back and look at the key key hires and key positions and look at things from a strategic perspective. So you know, if 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 um, we need, um, say for example, we need someone who is going to be, you know, the internship coordinator someone who's going to focus solely on um, partnerships and how and 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 have those kind of key roles and, and key hires so I think that's something that's really helped me just really understanding um, the importance of each role and ensuring that you're not hiring just for hiring's sake um, but in the beginning stages yes definitely trial and error um, and mm. in terms of how I've managed to find the right people um, I know this it won't sound funny. I think prayer is very important and letting mm. God lead you in some in certain areas because you'll find that of course um in, in the beginning stages you have people that will come on board and they're very enthusiastic and but then when they realize the realities of working within a startup right right and want to step back and that's fine you know you can step back and and fly your wings and you know join another organization which is absolutely fine. So I think prayer is something that really helps me. Um, but then also um, having a rigorous 
recruitment um, process in place, of course, being, um, you know, predominantly, of course, a recruitment, um, entry-level recruitment company, just having, you know, certain, I guess, key questions that you ask employees when they're coming on board, um, you know, there might have to be like an assessment that you have to take, and not really an assessment, but I think for me it's like a presentation or like in 500 words, explain why you'd be the best fit for this role. And of course, having a probation and a trial period as well, because it really allows yeah. you to kind of fill someone out. And then, if, of course, in those three months, if you've uh, if 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 you if I feel like you're a great fit for the for the company, then you know you'll stay on board. And if not, I might say you know you can you come on board maybe as an ambassador. So it's never really mm-hmm. kind of letting you go. Still 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 ensuring that you're still part of the pro interns community, um, um, and 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 to see yeah how you can help us in that way. But I think God has definitely helped me with, in, in that area and. Um, one of um and and of course referrals as well so in the beginning stages finding you know i had um who is my coordinator now she's so amazing very competent her name is lena she's been working for me for years but she was actually referred to me um from one of my good friends so she was actually part of um a, a volunteer um program she was looking for an opportunity she came on board and I was like blown away within the first month because she did everything, you know, kind of on point. Um, she was, she always went the extra mile. Um, I didn't actually ask her to stay late, but she would stay late to finish off certain tasks. Like she went above and beyond. And I think when you notice certain qualities um, and, and of course skills of an individual, then you, you kind of yeah. know okay, the right fit, you know, for, for the company. Mm. And someone who's also um, innovative, someone who, is unafraid to say, Vanessa, do you know what? I think we should go about this this way, or I have an idea. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. as a startup, yeah. that's key. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's someone, when I notice that in employees, I'm like, okay, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, you're a good fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is all very useful stuff. Like, I'm hoping people are taking notes at the moment. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, definitely, especially with the point that you made about it being trial and error, um, of course, what has worked for Vanessa may not work for your business or your business model, exactly. but definitely continuing to try out and test things um, and, and see if they work for you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all really useful. Thank you so much. Um, you. But that made me think of another question for you, which is that ProInterns actually been been um, in existence for the last four years now. So you, you were founded in 2016 and you're still yeah. going. Um, yeah. which is no easy feat, like not to be taken for granted especially as this is your first business and in Uganda um so I wanted to ask you then what do you think has made you sustainable for so long I think um something that has in all honesty something that has made ProInton sustainable for so long is always going back to the drawing board and remembering your why Remembering your why is so important because business can get hard. There can be dry spells. In moments like this, of course, where COVID is having a serious impact on, you know, um, recruiters or recruitment companies like ProInterns, of course, overall, um, you know, um, you know, a lot of companies are slowing down on, on, on hiring because, you know, everyone's a bit uncertain in terms of how their businesses will look, revenue streams and so on and so forth. It's just 
you, you, you just remembering your, your why and not giving up. And I think I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's very true. Or with the journey, I have to remember my why. Why did you start this? And I have to sometimes, I sometimes I even have to go on, on, on my own website and kind of look at some of the testimonials. <laughs> or, or, I love that. Or even, you know, I, or I'll receive a message from someone that will say, you know, thank you so much. I've been connected to this internship. Yeah. I've now been made a full-time employee. <laughs> at one point I got um, one of the beneficiaries sent me mobile money. <laughs> I mean, which is, I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that. But he just sent me, I think it was 50,000 shillings, which is like 10 pounds. But he was Aww. so appreciative. He was just like, do you know what? Yeah. If it wasn't for this platform, if it wasn't for you coming up with this initiative, I wouldn't have been afforded this opportunity. Wow. So he started working with um, Umeme, which is one of the um, energy or power companies in Uganda. And he started mm -hmm. as a, a graduate trainee and a three-year contract, and he's been made permanent. And then when we had our, um, wow. when we had our um, uh, Christmas um, dinner in December, um, one of one of we managed to place thirteen of 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 our of our members um, with with that particular company. So right. um, um, one of the um, young ladies was telling me that she was promoted last year. She was promoted to a supervisor, and this year she's being made manager. And she was just like, "Thank you so wow. much. You do not know how much this has changed my life. I'm able to, you know, pay. You know, I can afford healthcare now. I can help my mother." I don't have any debts and so on and so forth. So remembering the power of those stories, remembering the impact um, yeah. that creating, remembering why it all started in the beginning and it's not all, you know, in vain. I think that's something yeah. that has really um, helped sustain us. And then also being open to pivoting, you know, some things will work, right. some things won't work. So maybe, you know, if even with our, you know, current, recruitment model that we have on our platform of course we have you know um if you if, if you go onto our website we have a pricing page so employers will pay x amount to advertise on our platform and then um we have a standard you know recruitment model for for those organizations who who want us to take over their recruitment process so mm -hmm. being also able to teach that so reaching out to clients and give them um, um sending out surveys you know do you, what do you think about our services what do you think about our price points and then also, you know, getting feedback from them and being able to say, okay, maybe, okay, because of the impact that COVID has made, maybe we should cut some of the costs. Maybe we need to be more open to negotiation and stuff like that. Yeah. So being open mm -hmm. to pivoting, being open to receiving advice from others, um, being open to collaboration as well. I think that's something that's very important um, because, you know, if, if, if you can't, bring in revenue in one area of your business maybe you can collaborate with a company and then you can have some sort of referral um, model in place so just being yeah. to yeah being open to I think because sometimes if you're rigid in business and you're like okay this is it this is how we're going to be yeah. um, if you're just very rigid you don't allow yourself for you don't allow yourself to be open to of course um, other opportunities so I think it's very important to remember your why it's very important to yeah. assess your business, your revenue streams, and to understand, you know, if this isn't working, let's drop it. And then if there's something else you can pick it up, pick up, let's do and try that. Um, and you'll find yeah. that that happens a lot. You know, businesses change over time, demand and supply changes over time, and how can exactly. you continue to adapt um, with the times? Um, 
a good book that I read, just shout out to Eric Reese, that's like he's my friend, imagine. Um, <laughs> it's called The Lean Startup. So that, that really taught me the importance of pivoting um, and, 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 and the need to pivot in business. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely can attest to that book. Um, but yeah, literally, you can't see me, but I'm sitting here just nodding because it's just <laughs> so many gems. And I love the point that you made about, you know, like going on your website and reminding yourself, like, obviously, it sounds funny, but like, I think if that's what exactly you're doing is putting yourself in your, your customer, your target audience shoes, and, you know, really thinking about what what is it that you're actually delivering what what is your value and taking yourself there exactly. um, and then that will allow you again to pivot if you need to because if the pivot means that you're still delivering the value and it's still answering that why then this is something that you should do and it's not about you so I yeah I really love all of that thank you so much Vanessa. Thank um, you. I think yeah you dropped so much advice in this conversation but just to round off I wanted to ask you if you had any specific advice for entrepreneurs in the diaspora um, who, like yourself, um, were looking to start a business back home um, and to build an impactful business just as exactly how you have. Awesome, sorry. Um, so um, I guess first, thank you for that question. First, um, the first thing I'd say, definitely do your research. And I say this time and time again, it's important to carry out market research. So in the beginning, I didn't just say, oh, I'm going to start pro interns and move to Uganda. I had, I did research for months right. on end, really understanding the labor market conditions in Uganda currently, what interventions and programs, you know, were and are in place at the time, having a look at the national employment policy and strategies to help, you know, the um, help kind of um, promote or raise the, the youth employment um, in the country understanding you know what youth unemployment looks like across the continent um so really really doing your market research regardless of what area it is that you're going into um whether you're going into you know selling african print or whether you're going into um tech agribusiness ensure you do your research um mm. i think that's number one um number two i think um um if you um and and, and understanding um, yeah, understanding the statistics behind everything, and if you if you create a, you know X business, what do you want the impact to be? You know, um, I think that, that that that's something that you need to of course establish as well. The second point is to visit. Don't just say you know I want to move back to Nigeria, I want to move back to Ghana, I want to move back to Gambia. Make sure you do at least one visit before you actually move back, um, and mm. actually see the current environment. Um, speak to locals on the ground; they know best. Um, speak to them speak to family members about what and don't be scared about oh this person is going to steal my idea let me tell you something people will try and copy because that's just the nature of business and humans but nobody's going to execute anything like you God has given you this vision and this purpose and this calling for a reason so if it means sharing the idea with that cousin or that auntie or even, you know, trying to, you know, go to going to certain networking events and then and, and sharing your idea on, on that particular visit, I think you should do that. So visit before you actually move and speak to people on the ground. Um, networking, as you know, I've touched on before, networking is so important. You should never underestimate the power of networking. And of course, the events industry is going to be impacted by COVID. Um, I mean, we're not sure yeah. how, you know, that will look like. Um, 
um, post-COVID. Um, but of course, once there's a vaccine in place, I'm sure things will, you know, will get back in back in order. But don't don't underestimate the the value in networking and in in in, in sharing ideas with your networks. And because um, in the beginning, before I um, started pro interns for like two months, I just went to loads of networking events in London, and I was very strategic about the networking events that I went to. They were very African focused, Africa themed, speaking right. about education, employment on the continent, and so on and so forth. So if you're interested in agribusiness go to agribusiness focus events yeah um, you know um you, you can do searches on eventbrite and so on and so forth so be strategic about the events that you attend um so i and and because i attended networking events in london and i was very strategic i would always annette meet someone that was connected to someone in uganda so i met right. someone who knew the hr of airtel i met someone who knew um, the HR of the Uganda Investment Authority, um, the, the director of the Uganda Investment Authority. So because I was sh open to sharing my idea and because I was open to networking and putting myself out there, um, I was always, I had like a, a, a long list of contacts before I'd even left London. So I'd right. actually sent right. out emails um, to, to, to them just to give them a heads up like, hi, you know, I'm coming to Uganda. This is what I plan to do. I would love to meet up with you and take you for coffee if I could just have 10 minutes of your time. And yeah. through, of course, those networks, they connected me to others. So it's, obviously it has mm -hmm. a knock-on effect. So research, yeah. visit, network. Um, of course, um, learn from others who have moved back. So I think Annette, what you're doing with this um, podcast, Asbro Talks, is amazing. Um, I think, you know, people need to be more... Um, you know, intentional with the kind of information that they take, not information that they take in, but I, I would guess like, yeah, listening to podcasts like that for talks, going on YouTube, um, you know, Instagram, social media, we, we're lucky because we have um, the internet at our fingertips. So you can yeah. actually go and follow and learn from the journeys um, of others who have actually taken that leap and moved back and understanding exactly. the challenges they've faced and so on and so forth. So and that's something that I did. I was fixated when I was before I moved back because I was so excited about moving to Uganda, but also scared at the same time. I went on YouTube. Mm. There was, yeah. you know, so many people that I followed that had moved back to Nigeria and and so on and so. But you forth. have to be fixated. You have to be obsessed with this thing. Yeah, you know, it's going to be your life. So you you have really to, yeah. do. You really do. So you learn from others. Um, and then of course, um, to round it off, saving. So saving is very important. So. Before I left, I saved a significant amount that would sustain me for a significant period. So don't just, you know, I want to move back and then just get up and go. I mean, if you're privileged enough and you do, and you've got money like that, or your family's got money like that, I mean, <laughs> God, again, God has favored you. But, you know, for me, <laughs> I had to um, cut back on a lot of things. So because I had this vision, I would, of yeah. course, work my nine to five. So, that you know, work my nine to five wake up in the morning at 5am, pray, do my research. Um, I didn't really go out a lot because, apart from networking events, because I wanted to save and because I knew I wanted to move back, saving towards the business and saving for my upkeep as well. Um, so saving is very important and something that you need to factor in. And then, of course, to round it off, take the leap. Like, God has given you this vision, this call on your life for a reason. And what's the worst that can happen? Okay, it doesn't work out. You return back to London or you return back to the wherever you're from. You right. return back. You can start again. You can build again. Uh, and I think, you know, um, 
said, there's nothing wrong with starting again. There's nothing wrong with building again. And there's, there's a quote that says, you know, this time you're not doing it from scratch, you're doing it from experience. So there's exactly. so much to learn on the journey. And sometimes you just can't be afraid to take the leap. You really have to believe in yourself. Of course, have faith in yourself, have faith in your vision um, and go for it. All the great people, you know, all of your, all of the people you look, you look up to, all of the role, your role models, they have, you know, they've never given up and they've always taken that leap. So I think it's just important to have faith in yourself and in your vision and just go, literally go for it and give it your all. Be aggressive. Be my, One thing that my yeah. mom said to me before I left was, Vanessa, be aggressive. And what she meant was just like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. Be that I, I would reach out to newspapers. You know, in the beginning, when we, when we did our launch, I reached out to different media houses. I spoke about, you know, you know, with, with pro in terms of we're tackling youth unemployment. I was just very aggressive and I got things done. So I just think it's, Get things yeah. done, be aggressive, and go yeah. for it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, Vanessa, can I say, like, I'm so inspired by you, firstly. Um, you. you exude so much faith and so much resilience that is so contagious. So, if I'm feeling, I'm hoping people listening are feeling it too. Amen. And one thing I would say is that you, Vanessa, you know your stuff. You talked about research and, you know, I can just see it from the content that you produce, the way you speak, you know your industry well and you know what you're talking about. Um, you. And, yeah, so I think you um, you definitely exude what you are um, you are advising. So, yeah, definitely, guys, take a leaf out of Vanessa's book. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm certainly so inspired. That's why I'm a bit, like... I can't even speak right now. <laughs> so thank you very much. <laughs> but um, just to... Sorry? The last thing... Sorry, I have to say yeah. this. The last thing, of course, putting God first. So putting God first in yeah. your hands is very, very, very important because the sermon is very important. Sometimes you can... You have to be obedient. So sometimes you can... Yeah. You have to move when, when you feel it in your spirit. But of course, make sure you take those things into account. But thank yeah, you so much. Definitely. Thank you. Of course. And I think uh, that is a wonderful uh, place to end. Um, so just to say, if there's a way, uh, sorry, what is the way in which people who want to connect with you and connect with pro interns and learn more, how can they do so? Awesome. Thank you for that. So you, I have, you can go onto my Twitter or for my personal pages for my Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn, it's Vanessa Atim. Um, so yeah, it's Vanessa Atim on Instagram. It's Vanessa underscore Atim. Twitter, it's Vanessa underscore Atim. Um, and then um, for of course business, the website is pro-interns.com, um, and you can find all of the, the information that you need on on our, on our platform. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'll definitely have all that information in the description so people can stay in touch. Um, But yeah, I can't thank you enough enough for all these gems and everything that you've shared with us today. Um, Please, or if you're thinking about, you know, making a move, starting a business, please listen and take heed to everything Vanessa said. She's she's speaking from experience and she has been sustaining her business for over four years now. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity and well done with everything that you're doing at Diaspora Talk. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you. <laughs>